Hey, glad you're here. Well, season two, episode seven of The Chosen is all too familiar. Oh my. The disciples are beginning to realize that following Jesus is filled with completely unexpected situations and many reasons for confusion and worry and anxiety. <laughs> One conversation the writers put in was between Jesus and a Roman official named Quintus. And the official says, Jesus, I don't know what I'm going to make of you. And Jesus' response is, that's going to be a lot of people's problem with me. You will see in this episode that the disciples are separated from Jesus. He's taken away. They don't have any guarantee of his return. Uh, he's going to be questioned by the authorities. His cousin, John the Baptist, has been put in prison. And so when Jesus does come back, he doesn't come right back to the camp at first, he stays outside the camp and spends some time praying. Well, the disciples find out what's happening, that Jesus didn't come right back, and they're worried. And so they respectfully say, why didn't, why didn't you come back and let us know that you were here? Because we're really worried. And Jesus' response here, I felt like it was something that just hit me right between the eyes. Jesus says, Y'all are going to have to learn how to do this regardless of what's happening, good or bad. Things are only going to get more difficult. You can't just shut down when you're fearful. And what are you going to do when I'm no longer here? Good questions. The disciples recognize this aura of peace around Jesus, always accompanying him. They witness his dependence upon prayer. And they're starting to see that maybe these things are linked, his prayer and his peace. So they ask him. They ask him to teach them to pray. And I love the writer's response that Jesus has. Jesus says, now you're behaving like true students. This is what I like to see. And prayer is the first step in getting the mind and heart right. It's why you see me go to it so often. And Jesus teaches them that prayer is founded on thanksgiving. Jesus made sure that his followers got this. In fact, it's a major theme in their writings to one another that we still have today. Failing to be thankful will be listed as some of the reasons for darkness and confusion. Look what it says. They knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they begin to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. An ungrateful life will actually produce a foolish ignorance of God and truth. It would also make for selfishness and pride. Look what it says. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and 
ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. So here the ingratitude would reveal itself in unholy living. Those are some serious consequences to a lack of thanksgiving. But the charge to be thankful, it fills the pages of the New Testament. Look at this one. But thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's victory parade. God uses us to spread his knowledge everywhere like a sweet-smelling perfume. Our thankfulness to Christ spreads truth like an exquisite fragrance. Look at this one. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your hearts to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving is to accompany our worship music. Look at this one. As you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so continue to live in him. Keep your roots deep in him and have your lives built on him. Be strong in the faith just as you were taught and always be thankful. Our lives are to be built on thankfulness. Another one. Let the peace that Christ gives control your thinking because you were all called together in one body to have peace. Always be thankful. Let the teaching of Christ live in you richly. Use all wisdom to teach and instruct each other by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Everything you do or say should be done to obey Jesus your Lord and in all you do, give thanks to God the Father through Jesus Christ. Here we've got thankfulness mentioned three times in three verses. Be thankful in your thinking, be thankful in your singing, be thankful in everything you do and say. What about this one? Always be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks whatever happens. That is what God wants for you in Christ Jesus. So being thankful is what the person who made us wants for us. And why be thankful? So let us be thankful because we have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Now there's a bunch of them, but I've saved my favorite one on thankfulness for the last. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need always giving thanks and God's peace which is so great we cannot understand it will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus a thankful grateful life is actually a remedy for worry crazy huh to worry is to shift our worship from God to the enemy Chambers said, worry is an indication that we think God cannot look after us. Rice said, worry is putting question marks where God has put periods. Cronin said, worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow. It only saps today of its strength. Hagee said, worry is a guest admitted, which quickly turns to be master. 
And Mounts said, worry is practical atheism and an affront to God. But thanksgiving overpowers worry. I need to tell you about Henry Frost. He served many years as a missionary to China. Great thing about these missionaries who served from yesteryear is many of them journaled. And in one of his journals, he talks about a time in life when he had received tragic news from back home. He separated by an ocean and terrible communication systems. In his journal, he wrote, deep shadows had covered my soul. I prayed, but the darkness did not vanish. I summoned myself to endure, but the darkness only deepened. Then I went to an inland station and saw on the wall of the mission home these words, try Thanksgiving. I did, and in a moment every shadow was gone not to return. It's all through the pages of Holy Scripture. It's riddled through testimonies down through time. But you and I will never know if it's true if we never try it. What would it take for us to try to live in Thanksgiving? Jack Hinton went on a short-term mission trip, was leading worship at a leper colony on the island of Tobago. A woman who had been facing the back turned toward the front where he was leading worship, and Hinton said it was the most hideous face he had ever seen. The woman's nose and ears were entirely gone. She lifted a fingerless hand in the air and asked, can we sing Count your many blessings. Hinton stood there for a moment, stunned by her request. Overcome with emotion, he left the service. And he was followed by a team member who asked him privately, I guess you'll never be able to sing that song again. And Hinton gathered himself and said, Yes, I will, but I'll never sing it the same way again. Could thankfulness really come from somewhere else? Could the worries of this world be laid at the feet of Jesus? Could anxious thoughts be surrendered? Could loved ones and hopes and dreams and fears all be trusted with Jesus? Yes. Thanksgiving in prayer is not one way to live. People, it's the only way to live. 